uh, our first podcast back in a while. It's been about like a month or two, right? Yeah. Um, E3 is happening right now, so we've got a couple days left, but we still have some really exciting stuff that's happened there. Um, some VR stuff, some non-VR stuff. Uh, Who cares about that, though? That's all stuff. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, what were you guys most excited about that uh, came out or hasn't been announced yet? My biggest one is definitely pretty much everything Bethesda said. Yeah. Uh, I'm a... Avid Bethesda uh, game player. I started playing since uh, you know Elder Scrolls Four, then Fallout Three, and 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 Fallout Four, New Vegas, all that sort of stuff. So all the VR stuff that they announced, I'm pretty excited for. Um, I actually had to stop playing those games because I was pretty much addicted to them at a certain point. How many hours did you uh, log on each one? Oh geez, Skyrim is definitely in like the like high like hundreds, like eight hundred, nine hundred thousand sort of sort of range. Like it's like, I mean the game's been out for six years, so it's it's it was a problem, and yeah. uh, like all of the Fallout games together are probably um, probably pretty similar too. Yeah, I remember uh, I wasn't a huge gamer, but when Skyrim came out, that sort of like got me into it. You know what I mean? Uh, I, I played on the Xboxes before I was kind of into PC gaming. And I, I probably logged something like 150 hours or something like that. But even that, like for me, was was a lot coming from pretty much no gaming uh, before that. Um, so I'm I'm pretty excited about the VR stuff, and uh, I'm definitely excited about the, the Fallout Four, uh, being able to explore Boston, uh, you know, much more immersively. I guess we'll say. <laughs> I mean, you can't get more immersive than just actually living in Boston. That's true. I did live in <laughs> <Yeah>. Boston. <laughs> It's not going to be any any better. <laughs> but uh, you can't explore Boston in a, uh, a wasteland uh, 270 years yeah. from now. So. Well, it's funny because we, we uh, kind of messed around with Fallout 4 because I was uh, curious to see sort of what streets were mapped to what. And it, it's actually pretty accurate. Um, they definitely do a lot of condensing, you know, um, around sort of Boylston area and stuff like that. But it's, I mean, generally things are about correct. Yeah, I think their, like, official line was like they were... It's not Boston. It's a city. It it is Boston inspired. It's like yeah. not supposed to be the real, hundred yeah. percent thing. So that's why, yeah, a lot of it's condensed like that. Are those games? Are you gonna have to buy them again for VR? Like if you already own Skyrim or Fallout, are you gonna have to buy a new copy? I think so. I think they said so, and mm. I think uh, that kind of sucks because I bought Skyrim and I never played it. Well, Skyrim. I but think I they announced it. that it was gonna be at a full sixty, which I'm, like, for either of those games, I would pay a hundred for it. Yeah. Like I'm. It's a lot of hours. Like even if on like a dollar per hour basis, like uh, that percentage, like yeah. I paid probably ten cents per hour <laughs> that I played uh, Skyrim and, and Fallout, uh, the, the three Fallout yeah, games. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. Um, but I mean, so it's, it's PSVR, right? Vive. Um, is it coming to Oculus? Well, so no. <laughs> n- n- yeah. <laughs> well, not. if it's on um, Steam VR, it. Is technically like software portable, so if you have to touch it, can probably. But officially, probably not. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's why I'm excited to get a little more like peripheral stuff going on there with uh, some of the, the spell casting and things like that in Skyrim. Yeah, we were talking a little bit earlier today about potentially getting like Elite Motion integrated, because that's why I'm, I hope that they release all the mod tools. Right. Um, so that you can kind of make those sort of little experiences. There's some stuff about the. So I'm sure like a VR things. game where you cast spells with sign language. They, so, what's the game that does that? I think it's, 
Unspoken, or there's a game like that where um, you essentially make runes, mm -hmm. and then that will decide what spell you're currently using. And I think it's Unspoken. I played it at Oculus. That's it's, cool, it's but someone cool. should do it with like actual American Sign Language. Yeah. Because that would be like yeah. cool if you knew that. Because <laughs> <laughs> Elite Motion can read sign language, right? Like pretty well. Well, it can read your hands, and I think people have written software on top of it to do some yeah. sign language stuff. So there's a good API for that. There's, you know, that'd be pretty neat. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not even the third game that they announced, uh, Doom VFR. Um, what, I'm not a huge demon. What's the VFR stand for? The V stands for virtual and the R stands for Fuck reality. Me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but they, uh, <laughs> I don't even play that much Doom, uh, but I'm still pretty excited to have a good fast paced shooter, especially yeah. a triple A fast paced shooter. Um, so that, that'd be pretty neat, I yeah. think. Neat. Neat. <laughs> cool. It's the same we have in the office. Uh, well, things are really neat. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Most people have ideas. <laughs> really great ones. Thanks, guys. <laughs> uh, I guess there's still some time, but uh, didn't really hear anything from Xbox, but it seems like the Xbox One X is yeah. really powerful that you would have no problem you know, running in any of the game. Yeah, I think it's considered like the most powerful console ever released. Yeah. Uh, for like your, your living room console sort and of thing. That's what their, their website says, but everybody says that. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, marketing mumbo jumbo. Yeah. yeah, it can do like 4K at 60 frames, which is pretty crazy. Like more than more than you need for VR. Yes. I think the line that they officially gave was that um, they're focusing on their Windows 10 and like PC VR for now. Right. Um, but there's no reason that it kind of can't go to Xbox. It's, it seems like the head of Xbox, Phil Spencer, is kind of a little bit... Um, hesitant for VR on the console. That's kind of the, the sentiment bearish. I got a little bit, yeah. Well, it, it seems that, and it seems like such a, a small thing, but it's just weird to have like all these wires coming out of like, let people have their, their stuff in entertainment centers. I, I even saw this somewhere. It's a tiny little thing, but like, it, it seems like PC is uh, a better way to go in that way. You're closer to the, um, the computer and you can actually interact much more easily. That's true, because, like, all consoles have been becoming, like, almost entirely wireless now. Like, everyone, all the consoles have wireless controllers, so you yeah. don't have, like, wires all over your living room. And you can have it really neat, but when you add in the headset, if it's yeah. wired, you, like, <laughs> you destroy that, that progress yeah. that's been made, and we're back to, like, GameCube, you know, controllers. I read a story on Reddit, the, I'm not going to tell the story, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> it involves tripping over a GameCube cord, and, like, someone dying, and it's not fun. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Yeah, well... On a similar note, I saw a pretty good. Um, so I've seen a few videos of the PSVR. People, like you know, you're in the PSVR thing, and somebody just goes and like trips over, walks, just rips out the cable, sort of thing. Yeah, see that. That's, that's a hurdle that will continue to happen probably the next couple of years. Yeah, I think that's the big thing is making a wireless VR is like a thing that's already here, but making it cost effective in a way that the big guys will really try to adopt it is right. going to be. It's going to be kind of a challenge technologically. Yeah. But hopefully the experience is good enough. And, you know, I think it has been for a lot of the games that have been released. The experience is good enough that people will be okay with the wired stuff. And then then when it becomes cost-effective, moving over. Yeah. I kind of see them maybe going towards more like a standalone headset thing, at least for Xbox, um, right? To, to have all the computing in, in the headset rather than trying to connect to the console. Well, Microsoft has made some plays to that extent. 
when you, in the, in, you know in that direction when you talk about like the uh, Hololens, which is more AR, yeah. but also the Asus thing that they announced. Yeah. That that actually hooks up to your computer, but. Those are pretty. I mean. Nothing was set in stone, but I think they were saying like three ninety nine or something. Or sorry, not Asus, Acer. Yeah. Acer, yeah, yeah. That'd be pretty it's exciting. Really reasonable. Yeah, I don't necessarily know if Xbox is going to go that way because they still want to sell to the non VR and the VR sort of thing and still have a product. Like they made this super powerful console for a reason. Well, yeah, it seems like uh, at least when the Xbox One first came out, they were marketing it as like an all-in-one entertainment center. Yeah. Right? People that weren't into gaming. They, they were marketing to people not that weren't gamers. Yeah, you could buy it to watch Netflix. Yeah. Just <laughs> a the thing that... $500 Netflix box. Yeah. yeah. Well, that kind of seems like the play that a lot of the bigger guys, not necessarily Valve, but Oculus and um, Microsoft seem to be trying to push it in a way, not, not just Oculus, but Facebook as a whole, sure. are pushing VR in a way that is kind of more of a use it for general stuff that isn't necessarily gaming. They're like showing a lot of these educational things and things like that, to, um, or the social Facebook stuff that they announced, or using VR for work. They're pushing that a lot well, more. Well, that stuff is, is, I think, is really good. I mean, eventually, um, obviously, the gamers are the early adopters, but eventually, you're gonna have to like get past that screen and go into sort of more general applications. And I think education is a really cool one. Stuff like, I mean, this is a mobile experience, but I love the New York Times VR app. They've got a lot of really cool stories that are. Um, just using you know your phone uh, for VR, and I think there is sort of a powerful element there to, to uh, storytelling, education, and stuff. And that's probably the angle that uh, people are going to go towards in order to reach more uh, general audiences. I think. Why would you want to read fake news in VR? <laughs> <laughs> They're failing. Yeah. yeah. New York Times app. <laughs> Yeah, they um, E three seems to obviously it's about mostly gaming, but yeah. it seems that Microsoft has made it clear with their stuff that they want to try and push it for much more than that. Sure. Um, any final thoughts? I think it's exciting that finally we're to you know every year for the past four years that we've heard this is the year of VR, this is the year of VR, this is the year of VR. I think twenty seventeen is getting close, yeah. <laughs> but. Um, once you start seeing those triple A's uh, like these, I mean, I don't know when the Skyrim thing is going to come out or when the uh, Fallout is going to come out. Um, but even if that's on like a 12 month, you know, 2018 is probably more realistic uh, time frame. Hardware is getting there. Yeah. Software is getting there. Content is still lagging behind. And now that the big guys are getting involved in the content, um, it's kind of an exciting prospect to be able to get VR into as many people's hands as possible. Awesome.